It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. Today in the Word, we are in Mark chapter number one. We finished up uh, the Gospel of Matthew in our last episode, and so we are beginning now the second Gospel, Mark's Gospel, of the teaching of the life and ministry and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, Mark is a lot different than Matthew. Matthew, really, his intention and design was to really portray Jesus Christ as the king of the Jews to his primary Jewish audience. So you see in Matthew's gospel, a lot of it is written, it is written, it is written, just verifying Jesus through the Old Testament. Mark is not so much interested in the words of Jesus as in the actions of Jesus. Mark is a shorter gospel, a much more quicker gospel. As a matter of fact, the word immediately in some form is the number one word in Mark's gospel. Immediately, forthwith, straightway, anon. As a matter of fact, some form of that word is used 10 times just in chapter 1 alone. So if Matthew was presenting Jesus as the king of the Jews, Mark is presenting him as uh, the servant of men. Now, Mark relied a lot on Peter in this gospel, and I'm not going to go into a big discussion on that. Tim Keller, in his book, Jesus the King, really does a great job showing Peter's influence on this gospel. The passage we're going to look at today is down in verse 14, but first, I want to give a little overview of the chapter. He says in verse 1, it's the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. In this chapter, he talks about the baptism of John. He talks about God's confirmation of Christ where he calls from heaven and says, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. In this chapter, he talks about the temptation of Christ by Satan. He talks about John putting, being put in prison. So what Matthew took chapters to unpack, Mark really hits in just sentences and paragraphs because Mark is not as interested in the detail but as in showing us the activities of Christ. Verse 14, it says, After John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Now, as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. And immediately or straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the ship mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants, and they went after him." So here is Jesus in his Galilean ministry. He encounters four common men, two sets of brothers, Peter and Andrew and James and John. Now what we know of them from this passage is that they were all fishermen. Now it seems that maybe James and John, their family business may have been bigger than Peter and Andrew's because it talks about it being their father's business and it talks about their father actually also having hired servants. So it gives us a sense that this was a little bit of a bigger uh, functioning business that they were leaving behind. The thing that really strikes me in it is how they immediately went after Jesus. 
You know, the verbs in this passage that are describing their actions and going after Jesus in the Greek language are in the aorist tense. Now, the aorist tense doesn't have an exact equivalent in English. It's usually translated as a common past tense. It's the timing of the aorist that really doesn't come over into English. Think of aorist as what's called a punctiliar action. Think of it as a dot rather than an arrow. In other words, a present tense is an ongoing linear action. An aorist tense action in this sense is a one point in time. So what's that saying? When it says they went after him, it's not saying they took their time. They did it immediately going after him. Now for me, I'm very impressed by their responsiveness. There's no lag, just response. And for me, it's always a joy as a pastor when you see those who are going after Jesus, not waiting or dragging their feet, but man, they are passionately following him. So easy to lead because the reality is they're pursuing Christ on their own. You're not having to kind of drag them along. The other thing we see about these men is not just their responsiveness, but they're not perfect men at all. When you see this list, you see Peter. Man, Peter has so many things going on in his life. He had foot and mouth disease. He's always saying the wrong thing. Peter actually denied Jesus Christ the night before his crucifixion. And then you have James and John in another place, and they're arguing over who's going to be the greatest in Christ's kingdom. So Jesus was not pursuing perfect men. And it wasn't perfect men who were pursuing Jesus either. And I love that about our Lord's choosing. It kind of reminds me over in Philippians chapter 3 where Paul said in verse 10, talking about Christ, he said that I may know him. You see, that was his heart. His heart was to know Jesus. But then in verse 12, he said, not as though I've already attained either or already perfect. He said, but I follow after, I press on if I may apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ. He said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. He said, I press toward the mark. I press toward the finish line. So it's this idea of pursue and pursuing, this idea of going after Jesus. You know, every one of us listening to this podcast today, we have an opportunity to follow Jesus ourselves. We have an opportunity to go after him, to press on, not to just kind of casually float down the river of our Christianity. There's three areas of life we can pursue him in. We can pursue him by connecting in worship. Man, that's our prayer life. That's our Bible intake. That's our time spent with the Lord. Hey, we can pursue him by growing in community and connecting with other believers and building ourselves up within the body. Man, we can pursue him by living on mission today, taking that next opportunity to serve someone in Jesus' name or to tell them about Christ. The word for today is simply this. Ask Jesus what he wants you to specifically do today. Make it personal and at the Spirit's prompting, obey. Just go after Him today. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.